Welcome to the Fearfully and Wonderfully Me podcast, a podcast designed to help you increase your influence, develop your leadership, and maximize your results. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast and today's episode, which is all about a year in review. I cannot believe it's already December as you are listening to this episode. And 2021 is winding down, coming to a close, right? You're in the middle of the holiday season. Thanksgiving is just passed and Christmas is soon coming. And of course, after that will be New Year's. And maybe you've already started thinking about goals for next year and 2022 and beyond. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Um, I, I did a few, a few weeks ago, I did a podcast episode on leaning into your year end and talking about, you know, the last quarter of the year, not giving up on your focus, not letting the busyness of the season derail you from the things that you wanted to continue to keep important and, and first and centered in your life. And I hope that you're continuing to keep that focus and just keep your goals in mind and, and not let there again, not let the busyness of the season derail you because it's all too easy to get overwhelmed with all of the extra things that come along with this season. And then we naturally just get tired or overwhelmed. Then it's easy to push our focus and say, you know what, I'm just not going to worry about eating healthy for the next few weeks. I'm not going to worry about exercising as much. I'll get started again next year. And absolutely, it's okay to renegotiate some, some goals in a, in a season of life that's busy, but just make sure that that's intentionally your decision and not just happening as a result of getting overwhelmed and saying yes to too many things. So a little bit of a side note there, but that brings us to the conversation for today's podcast episode, which is your year end review. And when I say that, this is something that I did not do consciously, certainly for many, many years, but it's something I've started doing. And, and in fact, I might go through this process more frequently than once a year. That's how valuable this process has become to me in terms of helping me maintain my focus and achieving the things that are most important based on my priorities. So I wanted to share this with you, and I've um, touched on it last year in a podcast episode, but it's just so, so important and so helpful that I wanted to do an, a kind of another podcast this year um, dedicated to this subject, because like any good principle, it's only as good as the application. And perhaps you don't remember or weren't listening to this podcast a year ago. And so I thought it's really relevant to bring up this topic again. So what do I mean? When I say a year in review, I, I, it probably means different things to different people. Um, perhaps if you're an entrepreneur, it means looking at your business. Did you achieve your business goals or not? Um, you know, it could mean all kinds of things from what strategic plan or action steps we need to take next year. Um, if you are just a stay-at-home mom, it could absolutely mean just looking forward to the next year and where you want to go um, as a parent or as a person. Um, and that's absolutely okay. But when I talk about a year-end review, I like to, to really just encourage you to sit down after Christmas, after Christmas, probably before New Year's, because once that New Year happens, life gets started again and January kicks off with a bang. But sometime in that week between Christmas 
and New Year's. There's there's going to be a little bit of a space, I hope, for you. I hope there's a lot more than a little bit of a space, but I hope there's a little bit of a space for you. And I want you to just sit down and this is a you and you thing, right? This is quiet time in the morning before anybody else in the house is up, or this is on the weekend, on a quiet Sunday afternoon, but but this is a, a you and you event. And protect some space for this. Mark it off on your calendar, block it off, make a date with yourself to sit down and go back through your calendar. And, and as you do that, I want you to, to keep in mind three important questions. It's literally sit down with your calendar and starting in January of 2021, go through every week or every month um, if you need to get as detailed as every day, depending on how busy your, your calendar is. And as you go through the events and how you spent your time every week, every day, what you spent your time doing, ask yourself these three important questions. And you can even write them down, three lists, if you will. Um, literally, Sit down with your calendar, have a notepad handy, and three lists that you're going to write. And the first question, as you look at your calendar, how you spent your time, think about your time and energy and activities and the return on those in terms of what brought you results, right? What brought you joy? What did not fill you back up? What was a complete time waster or complete money waster that you're like, ah, I want to do less of? So here are the three categories or the three lists, and I want you to uh, write down as you keep those things in mind. The first is going into 2022, the first list or the first question that you want to ask yourself in this year-end review is, what do I need to stop doing? Right. And here's the thing. It's not going to cost you anything to stop doing something. It's not going to cost you time. It's not going to cost you any money. But that's the question that as you look back through your calendar, what didn't bring me joy? What was a time waster? What are the things that didn't bring me the return that I expected? Maybe they were poor decisions. Um, you know, just the things that didn't help you move forward this year in 2021 what did not help you move forward personally or professionally what frustrated you what did you go to some meetings and you felt like they were a complete waste of your time right if you're sitting in a meeting and you're thinking about your grocery list that's a strong indicator that you're not interested in in what's going on in the meeting and so i would evaluate that is this a productive committee for me to be on if every meeting i go to i'm scrolling silently through social media right that's a that's a red flag certainly that that's not a great use of your time so that's your first list. What do I need to stop doing? And, you know, it's gotten this this whole process has gotten to be so powerful there again. I don't just do this at the end of the year. I actually might do this more frequently, even as much as once a quarter. But but usually somewhere in the space between Christmas and New Year's, Mac and I go out to lunch or something like that. And we'll actually have this conversation uh, between the two of us and talk about that, you know, from a business perspective and um, looking forward, what do we need to stop doing? So this is absolutely something you could do with your team, as well as doing this on an individual scale, right? Looking at your personal calendar and asking yourself, what do I need to stop doing? What is not productive? What is 
just a time waster or a money waster or energy drain. And, and absolutely, you can do this as a family, you can do this as a team if you're a leader in an organization, but it's a powerful question, right, to just stop and think, because most of us don't spend enough time thinking about where we are and where we want to go, and it's hard to do, I know, because we're busy, and this is one of those activities that can bring you incredible return, because it's going to free up your time and energy and resources, right? But sitting down and going, what what do I want to do different? What do I need to stop doing next year? And so that's the first list that you're going to make as you're flipping through your days and your weeks of your calendar. What do I want to stop doing? This is a time to reevaluate um, commitments to committees or task force. This is a, a time that you can evaluate your um, how you're spending your flexible time, your personal time. Am I spending way too much time on Netflix every day or every evening? Um, and could I be doing something else with that time that might give me greater satisfaction in my life? So you can look at this in all dimensions, but literally you got to get your calendar out and then go, well, where did, what happened on this day? What did I do on this day? Um, where did my time go? Did I have conversations with people? That's one of the things that I have stopped doing um, as much of in the previous few years is that used to, I would just, if somebody wanted to connect with me on LinkedIn and they would send me a message and they would say, hey, let's get to know each other. Let's have a phone call. And then I would go through the trouble of setting a, an appointment with that person and say, okay, call me on this day and this time. And then they wouldn't call, right? And so what I've learned is that one of the things I needed to stop doing a few years ago was stop just honoring every request to set up a phone call and then I get stood up, right? So I needed to vet those phone call requests and opportunities a little more carefully to make sure that I wasn't just wasting my time and, you know, because I schedule my day around my commitments and phone calls and appointments and that kind of thing. And if someone sets up an appointment with me or a coaching call or, you know, mentorship call or something like that, and then they, you know, forget or have something come up or last minute just forget to text me and reschedule you know then I've structured my day around something and it was not a good use of my time I could have done something better with my time if I had known up front what the day would look like so it's one of just an example of one of the things that I realized I need to stop doing this so that's the first list and then that one's usually pretty easy looking back at that calendar that date book your planner what what's not working for me what do i want to stop doing and then the next question or list is what do i want to keep doing and this could be things from you know hey my exercise class on thursday afternoons is really working for me i'm keeping it makes it easy for me to keep that commitment to exercise because i've got people in class that i know i'm going to you know, help with accountability or whatever. Um, things that are working for me. Uh, maybe this is a personal growth habit like reading. Maybe it's your commitment to read a book a month or something like that. What's working? What is giving me a return on my investment? What do I find rewarding? What's bringing me joy, right? And that could be volunteering or baking cookies or whatever it is, right? What do I want to keep doing? How did I spend my time this year that's, I'm very happy with how I stewarded my time or energy or resources. Um, because, you know, there again, I've evaluated my time and energy 
what do I want to stop doing? But, but what do I feel like brought me reward, right? What helped me fulfill my purpose this year? Because that's what I want to keep doing into 2022 and beyond. Now, absolutely, life is full of seasons. And so that's why I encourage you to do this process fairly regularly, because, you know, once a year is kind of a minimum. But, but what if you were able to make these little tweaks every three months, right? Not only would it be quicker because you'd only have to go through three months worth of calendar instead of 12 months of calendar, but it also would allow you to reap the benefits and the rewards of stop doing the things you don't want to do and keep doing the things you do much quicker. So, and then it becomes easier to just do it on the fly intuitively and say, mm, this is something I re need to rethink. I don't even have to wait for the end of your review to rethink this commitment and not make this commitment again. So that's the second list. What do I want to keep doing? And then the third list is what do I want to start doing? What do I want to start doing in 2022? What's this something that I know I should be doing? Whether, again, that could be physical health and exercise. That's a big one for January and New Year's resolutions. Um, maybe because you realize your health could, be benefit, could benefit from a little more regular exercise. Maybe you don't have a personal growth or reading habit and you want to start reading because you know it rec you recognize it raises that level of awareness. So maybe you just want to make a commitment to yourself that I want to read one page a day or one paragraph a day. And I've said it before, but I think it bears repeating here. The key to this is when you think about things you're going to start doing, make those commitments to yourself very small, very small. Because it's much easier to commit to walking five minutes a day. And, you know, if you're only committing to walking five minutes a day, for example, there's almost no excuse in the world for why you cannot do that, right? There's almost never going to be a day where you can't walk around the living room for five minutes if that's what it takes. Uh, maybe you can get outside, but if it's pouring rain or freezing cold or snowing, you could absolutely can walk around your house for five minutes, right? So there's no excuse. And if your, your commitment to yourself is so, so, so tiny that there's just no excuse, it makes it so much easier to keep that commitment and build that habit into your routine because there's no excuse. Versus if you say, well, I know I need to walk 30 minutes three times a day or three times a week, but you know there are gonna be days when you're like, man, to walk 30 minutes today, I'm going to have to get up extra hour early and drive to the gym and get on the treadmill or, or whatever. But you see my point, the bigger the commitment, the more difficult it is to keep that commitment. And I don't recommend that if you're trying to adopt a habit or build something um, into your routine that's not already there, particularly if you don't always find it rewarding, right? If you love walking and you're already walking, then you're probably not going to have any any difficulty committing to that but but there again when you when you think about the things you want to start doing most of the time you want to start doing them because you recognize the the value they will bring you but that doesn't always mean it's going to be fun in the moment right there's a lot of value to exercise or walking but that doesn't mean it's always fun to get up before dawn before you go to work and get out when it's cold and snowing or raining and go walk right there's not much fun about that it was um, this morning, it was about 44 degrees uh, when I went for my run and the forecast was like 
it was predicting rain any minute and I wasn't even sure how to dress for a run in those kind of temperatures because rain and cold rain um you know that's just a whole nother whole nother ball game in terms of getting out and going to run in in the rain and that kind of temperature and it makes it harder right we know that there are going to be days when you don't feel like doing whatever it is you want to start doing in your life but I did. And in fact, it didn't rain. So it just ended up being um, actually a pretty nice 45 degrees. That's a pretty nice run for me. But my point being here is that some days it's not going to be easy. And so if it's something like that, that you're like, oh, I want to start exercising more, but I, it's going to be tough. I'm busy. I'm working. I'm tired. Make that commitment to yourself very small. Mac always shares about his goal is to just read a paragraph a day, right? That's all, a paragraph a day. And the thing is, when you have a very small commitment to yourself, most of the time, you'll get started doing it and you'll feel a little better. And maybe you'll, maybe you'll walk longer than five minutes. Maybe you'll read more than one paragraph. But see, here's the thing. Every time you make a commitment to yourself, you keep it, you're building that personal integrity with yourself. And that means the next time you make a commitment to yourself, you know that you are much more likely to keep it because you are building that habit of keeping commitments to yourself. So that's the, the last and third list that you want to, to make down as you do this rear, year end review, making sure that you have that list of things. Hey, I want to start doing this. I want to create a, a good habit in my life around this. Maybe I want to, maybe you wrote down, stop eating so much sugar. And so maybe you want to start drinking a little more vegetable juice, right? Um, so it's important to, to, to keep that in mind. What do I want to start doing? The thing is that, that the lack of knowledge is not what holds us back in life. We all know of things that we should be doing that we're probably not doing. So just keep this list fairly small. That's a, probably the last bit of advice I will leave for you on that. Don't try to make all of these improvements at once. When it comes to what do I want to start doing next year, don't try to tackle too many things at once. Tackle one thing and build a record of success with that. And then maybe you can add another, another tweak, another tweak. So just some thoughts there on your year-end review. Super, super helpful when it comes to intentional living and intentional leadership, because a lot of times we feel frustrated um, because we feel overwhelmed, right? A lot of us feel busy. We get stressed when we're super busy. We feel overwhelmed with all of the things that need to get done. And uh, there was a good quote that somebody shared with me one time, and she didn't remember who said it, but it was such a good quote that I'm going to share it with you. The quote says, I can't complain about a full plate if I'm the one who asked to eat. And I love that, right? Because a lot of times we are overwhelmed, but it's because of the things that we have chosen to put on our plate. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, stop putting so much on your plate. And that's really that mindset shift that has to step back from being a victim and say, oh, Poor me, I'm so busy at work and at home and with the PTA and the volunteer committee and, you know, serving at church and all this stuff. Well, if you are overcommitted, you are the only one who can change that. And this year-end review can be super helpful in being intentional with that stewardship, that stewardship of your time, your energy, 
and your resources. Until next time.